Hello and welcome to French Football Weekly, the podcast. We are the podcast that has more holidays than you have hot dinners. My name is Chris, I'm your host, and uh, today it is a twosome. I have Mr Jeremy Smith with me. Jess, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks. How are you? Good, yeah, not too, not too bad. Um, looking over my shoulder in the in the league whilst you're looking upwards, but we'll come to that. Um, yes, as we said uh, last week, we were unable to get things sorted out in times. Bank holiday in the UK. Uh, Jess and I had a few bits to do. It's a bit hard to manipulate the timings. So apologies once again, but we are here this week and we've got three key areas to talk about. Uh, we have a Coupe de France final to cover, which we will get into in a moment. And then we're going to have a look at the uh, relegation fight and the battle for European places, because after all, they are the two things that are still undecided in Liga. So, um, Jess, let's get to Coupe de France final first of all then. So this was played on Saturday night um, in the UK. Couldn't watch it anywhere, which is always brilliant. So I had to watch it on a slightly questionable stream. But, you know, we got there in the end. Um, it finished in a 1-0 victory for Nantes. And... I guess really just, first of all, your overall summary. It wasn't a classic by any means. It was separated by a penalty uh, converted by Ludovic Blas, who's probably been, well, they're probably bad. It has been their best player this season. Maybe Colin Wani would have a shout, but he's certainly up there. Um, conceded after Melan's uh, sort of chipped cross was handled by Badawi. Um, what was your overall thoughts on the decision and indeed sort of the outcome of this match? It's, it's, a, it's a big win for Nantes, isn't it, ultimately? Yeah, I mean, I think it would have been a, a big win for both either teams in sort of different ways. Not obviously our sort of traditional, one of the, you know, big, great French clubs, but obviously have been in the doldrums in recent years, haven't won anything major for a while. We've even been relegated and um, in between. So, you know, I think it's a, a big thing that, that their fans and you saw from the sort of proportion of not fans to Nice fans in the stadium that, you know, you can argue that it shows that Nantes the more traditional club or that, you know, the city is more of a footballing city maybe. Um, so, you know, it's great for them. It's great for Combuare. Maybe we'll come back to that in a bit. Um, for Nice, I think it would have been quite a big statement. Again, we'll probably come back to it, but I think that their season really is in, in danger of petering out the way it's going at the moment, but it, you know, it is still sort of early in their uh, inverted commas project or whatever. And, you know, maybe this would have been the sort of perfect kind of springboard, you know, the first trophy and then to, to look up at, uh, look to start moving towards the, the, the bigger trophies. So either way, I think it would have been a, a big thing, whoever won it. And, I guess for traditionalists, whether it's, you know, lovers of the great nonce sides or even with soft spot for Combuare for things that he's done in the past as a, as a player and a coach, um, I think, you know, this is probably a popular win. And although, as you said, it wasn't a classic and I think finals very rarely are, um, I think probably, and although I thought the penalty was a little bit soft, I think Nantes probably were the better team and, and probably just about deserved it overall. Yeah, for, for those um, well, so for, for those who haven't seen the penalty, it is one of those kind of incidents where uh, Merlin kind of, kind of brings the ball down on the edge of the 18-yard box, cuts back onto his stronger foot um, and sort of clips it towards or looks to clips it into the box, clip it into the box at pace. And Badawi... I, I guess the the issue that I think people are saying, should it be or not, is this sort of, there is a movement of the hand towards the ball, but it's a very 
I guess, you know, when somebody kind of flicks the hand in your face and you flinch backwards, it's kind of like that, you know, a ball coming towards the arm, you just, your hand kind of flinches outwards. And it the, was the, pretty much point blank range as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is no distance, is there? We, as you say, there are, we are talking directly contact wise, but we didn't discuss it because, because we didn't do pod last week, but you know, just to try to win back some Marseille fans that <laughs> I've possibly lost over the years. To me, the the one the one that wasn't given against Dembele was yeah. a much clearer penalty than this one. Yeah, 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 I'd agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And and the handball rule, I mean, it, it's long been uh, sort of scrutinised. There's T-shirt lines and there's body shape and there's advantage and making yourself bigger. Oh, there's so many different things. Um, nice, of course, have a bit of history with... Uh, Stephanie Frappa, who who, man- who managed this match from a refereeing perspective, I think it would be probably a bit sort of unfair on Nantes to say that that, that one decision cost Nice the game. Um, and we will come on to what this means for Nice in a second. But to give Nantes some credit, first trophy in uh, in two decades. Uh, the, the job Kobawari's done, as you said yourself, I mean, he's been there just over 15 months, I think it is now. Um, he, he, has, he has been... A fantastic sort of calming, stabilising force, hasn't he, at the club, especially in the how it's run. We've said on this pod a few times about the the the, the Kita um, dictatorship. I think it's a good word we're going to use. But uh, what Kumbuari's done, he's come in, he's steadied a, I'd say, what was a you know a pretty free average and failing squad last season to to just develop them into a hard to beat, um, but very successful club now in terms of their league position and this trophy and maybe a word for Nicola Pauwa as well who just never seems to age um classic shithousery all throughout this game and he was throwing himself in front of everything it is a real achievement though isn't it for for Kumbuari and feel free to give him the credit he deserves yeah I think he sort of he'd become a bit of a laughing stock recently I Julien Laurence on the on the Totally Football show yesterday or this morning referred to him as the sort of French Sam Allardyce in that he's often the, the person that comes in to, to try to save a team that's battling against relegation. And, you know, Toulouse, Dijon, Gangon, I think they're, they're the ones that recently haven't gone so well. Um, and he's, yeah, so I think he's kind of maybe got a reputation as being you know, much more about man management than any kind of modern tactics, that kind of thing. And uh, maybe sort of seen as not a dinosaur, but, you know, certainly not the the new generation of young flashy managers. Um, he's also, of course, the, the, the sort of first coach that was victim of the QSI regime at PSG in that he was doing pretty well there. He was, I think, top of the league when they when they sacked him for a, for a you know, bigger name. So there's kind of, although he's kind of not taken 100% seriously, I think there's quite a lot of fondness for him in French football. Um, and what he's done at Nantes is brilliant. You know, last year when he when he took over, they were in, in serious danger of being relegated. As you said, it wasn't necessarily, I mean, it's still not necessarily, but it wasn't the, the happiest place to be with sort of open warfare between the owners and, and, the, and the fans. Um, and so... You know, he did a good job to to save them from relegation this year, and then last year, sorry, and then this year, you know, comfortably 
um, sort of mid-table at one point, looking possibly an outsider for Europe. I think they've been playing some some decent, entertaining football as well. They've got some, you know, some really good attacking players. He's got the best out of Ludovic Bla, who, you know, was a, a huge talent a few years ago, and then maybe lost his way a little bit. Um, I think Lafont, who arguably also kind of plateaued a little bit, has got back to his best under his management. So I think he's done a, a really good job, and and you'd like to think that everyone together can sort of push on from here, but I get, I get the feeling that that's not going to happen because I think that there's going to be a few people out the door in the summer and, and he may well be one of them. Mm. Yeah. Cause he, he has openly, he's spoken openly, hasn't he about the, the, the cater sort of um, regime and, and how he is, is not exactly happy with what's been going on behind the scenes. And that suggests that he could look to move on. Is, is there a ceiling for his managerial ship? I mean, would essentially, would he be taking another sideways step if he left Nantes or is his stock higher? I mean, we've seen what sort of Julian Stefan's done at Strasbourg and, and what Frank Hans has done at, uh, at, at Lens. Is, is he in a position where he could take a bigger club, um, no disrespect to Nantes, but a club higher up in the league? Or is he more likely to be a, a club that maybe a Bordeaux or a St Etienne, if they were to d- depart the division, would look at to bring bring them back, so to speak? Yeah, I think it's more likely sort of sideways or down. I think kind of a little bit for the for the reasons I said. I think that the bigger clubs are going to be looking for bigger names, and the sort of those ones just above are, you know, as you said, you look at Stefan, even Gautier to an extent, Ayres, um, even you know Bosch at Lyon. He's not going to go to Lyon, but um, <laughs> don't think anyone is at the moment. <laughs> Uh, you know they're, they're they're sort of young dynamic managers. I can't I can't see Comboares sort of turning out in a roll neck. No, <laughs> well, no, I can't see him ever making it to to Rick's uh, little avatar profile pic on Twitter. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, likely. <laughs> and um, and as you said, I think the biggest challenge for Nantes in the summer is now going to be who can they retain. And we know Colin Wani is gone. Is it Frank. He's going to yeah. Frankfurt, yeah. So he's gone, and he said uh, Blas and a few others will attract some interest. Merlin, and again, another one. I know he's young, but you'd think there'll be some interest there. Uh, and Lafont certainly would would attract some interest. Didn't Lafont? He was was he on loan at Fiorentina when he went there, or was that a permanent? I think it was a permanent, wasn't it? When he when he originally left, and then he came back. I think. Yeah, I was trying to remember if he was on loan, if it was permanent there and on loan to Nantes. <laughs> Yeah, that might that might be it actually. That might well be it. Yeah, he, he was definitely in Italy, wasn't he? He had a big money move out there, and it just didn't really work out. So, um, yeah. which is strange, seen as the success Mike Manuel's had. But uh, hey ho, he may well be winning a league with Milan as well. Interesting enough. Still, I mean, he's still only twenty three. He's been around yeah. for so long, but it's nuts, isn't it? It is nuts. There's a few like that. Lecomte's going um, sort of Atletico Madrid at the moment, and you've got. Uh, um, Ariola doing a, a good job at West Ham as well. There's a few good young French keepers around. Um, let's uh, just talk very briefly about Nice before we come on to matters in the league. Um, I guess the simple question. I think he was lo- Fiorentina was permanent, then he was loaned to Nantes, and then I think they made it permanent. Oh, uh, right. Okay. So he is owned by Nantes if they were to sell so, yeah. them. 
Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, L'Oreal will give it a keeper. Anyway, let's move on. Um, yeah, Nice, before we sort of come back to the league, where, where does this leave them? Um, we were just talking off air before we started recording. We were just saying about, you know, what is there a bit of pressure on, on Galtier? You and I are both in the same camp on this one that he probably needs a little bit more time a little bit more time sort of out i guess before we can make proper judgment um at, at least in terms of to use an arteterism the project that, that he has at nice but do you suspect there will be a lot of change particularly in the summer because they rolled in as i would say favorites i think that's fair to say they were looked fairly secure in their european place i think champions league would have been there their objective and they've now lost this cup final and Champions League is looking pretty a remote chance in terms of the league. Where does this leave them and, and does it require like another big spend in the summer for them to, to go again as it were? I think they've got a good squad there. I think it's just that there's maybe that certain players aren't suited to the way Galtier plays and I'm not sure that he yet knows what his his best eleven is. Um, so, you know, I th- there is a little bit of fault there, but I, I'm sure Nice will spend again in the summer and I think they'd, they'd be silly to kind of dispense with him. I think they've got to, you know, considering what he's done at Saint-Étienne at, at, at Lille, I think he's, um, he just, you know, he's earned the right to have a little bit more patience and, and this is his first season. I mean, it's pretty rare that anyone does... Some, something spectacular in their first season and even at the start of the season I think most people would have put the likes of Marseille and Monaco ahead of Nice anyway so uh, arguably he's kind of a little bit a victim of, of his early success in that they were second for so long that now it looks disappointing whereas you know if you'd given them sort of you know only two points behind fourth or three five points behind third at this stage in the season, plus a cup final appearance. If you said that at the start of the season, some fans may well have taken it. So uh, I'm not really sure. I think I think it is, at the end of the season, I think it probably is a disappointment considering how it's gone. If they miss out on Champions League and obviously losing finalists, I think you've got to look at that as a disappointment. But I'm not, I think disappointment is different to sort of fault or disaster kind of thing so mm. yeah I think Gautier definitely deserves more time I'm not sure he necessarily kind of I, I don't think it's fair to say it's it's you know he's got the best out of his squad and and you know it's just because the squad has limitations I think as I said I think it's a very talented squad overall but I think he it's only fair to give him a little bit longer with that squad and see what he can do next year yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I don't do think that's fair. I think it's a case of uh, there are a few players maybe that, without being harsher, I wouldn't say not good enough or, you know, they're, they're perfectly capable players, but maybe players that just are in that Nice team that you look at and think maybe it's time to move on. Um, you know, even down to someone like Dante, who's been brilliant, has to be said, over his years, but maybe it's just time to, to refresh it and go again. And when you've got someone like Todibo you can build around, Andy Delore is still a, a perfectly good goal scorer. Casper Dolberg, I, I just I can't work him out. Like, one minute I think, what a player, and another minute I think, mm, I'm not so think, sure. But... Yeah, I just think there's certain players like Dolberg, I'm never really sure. You know, he never seems happy. 
No, he can't smile, can he? There's a meme about it, isn't there, that goes around that he just doesn't smile. Guiri, <laughs> I think, you know, he's now being played out of position and his, his record in 2022 has been terrible. And I wonder if that's because he sort of seems to be pushed more to, to the wing than, than mm. down the middle. Um, Budawi, I like a lot. Should yeah. be playing in the middle rather than on a flank as well. So yeah. there are question marks there, but I just, you know, Galtier has worked harder things out before, so given the chance to work this one out. Hmm. Did you know, by the way, that um, uh, Nice have a 19-year-old midfielder in their ranks called uh, Jay Smith? Unfortunately, he's Justin Smith, but um, it did make me chuckle when I noticed that earlier on. So. I didn't know that. There you go. Uh, he is French. I presume he has some sort of English heritage with that name, but you never know. But uh, yeah, I think just looking at that knee squad, there's just a few that Claude Maurice, I feel like, needs to move just to refresh his career again. Um, Clive and Stengs have been, you know, not great signings. Maybe give them another year. They look like the likes of Lemina and Schneiderlin and, as I said before, like Dante even Jordan Amavi has gone back there. You just think maybe it's time to refresh um, and, and go again. But we shall see what their future brings. Um, congratulations to Nantes, though, as we say. Um, very good for them and uh, fantastic for them to have that, that night in the sun, if you will. Let's um, bring it back to the league then and uh, have a look at the weekend's uh, Weekend's results. Oh, I'll do is I'll just quickly run through the results from uh, from the games at the weekend. And then we'll just we'll just cherry pick. We're going to look at relegation of the European places. So, uh, Lille one, Monaco two. We'll come on to in a second. Brest one, uh, Brest nil, Strasbourg one, which we'll also cover. Uh, Metz three, Lyon two. Hey, we'll definitely cover that one. Uh, Angers four, Bordeaux one. Same. Clermont two, Montpellier one. Same. Uh, Rams one, Lens who just do not give up. Two, uh, Lorient nil, Marseille three. We might skip through that one fairly quickly. And PSG two, Troyes two. Um, yeah, less said about that, the better. So there are two games to come. We should say um, at time of recording, these are both going to be played tomorrow. Nice against Saint Etienne and Nantes against Rennes. Both have connotations at both ends of the table. Um, they're of course being played as a result of the Coupe de France final. So a massive, massive game that first Saint Etienne away. And uh, even bigger, even bigger uh, game you would say for Ren, who will be pushing for those Champions League spaces against Nantes, who you would forgive for being slightly hungover and, and maybe not quite fully focused. But we shall see. But let's bring it back to the weekend, Jose. Let's start at the bottom and, and work our way up. Then uh, can't start anywhere, but but Mets, can we? I mean, it is is the dream alive? I mean, you're off the bottom. A three-two win over the uh, continuing sort of case of Leon. I did enjoy. Did you see this quote from Peter Bosch where they interviewed him and asked him why he made four changes at the break? And he said, because I couldn't make 11. <laughs> so um, I think it's fair to say he, he is, he's given up. I think he knows his future is not going to be in Leon next season. But they they were 2-0 down. They came back to make it 2-2. And I, I could only imagine what you were thinking as the second goal went in late on. But then uh, your friend of mine, Fabio Belaya, uh, cut, in, uh, cut inside and and rescued all three points for, for Mets. I think I know what you're going to say, but I mean, you know, it is only three points to the playoff space now. Is there any chance two games to go? I mean, PSG are on the beach and I forget who the other game is against. Uh, the other games at home. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I mean, first of all, let's see what happens with them. Saint-Etienne, but yeah. Uh, Saint-Etienne, I mean, but you know, Saint-Etienne have definitely got a better run in. They've got, you know, even if they don't get anything against Nice, they're at home to Reims and then away to Nantes, who 
as you said, have you know they've done their their main thing for the season, so I don't think they're going to be too bothered about that match. Mm. Um, and if that's the case, then Mess really needs to get something against PSG. Which, if there was any justice in the world after the first match of the season, you know, may, maybe they will do. But I wouldn't put any money on it. It's just frustrating that they've sort of left it this late. And I know it's difficult to kind of read anything into a match against Lyon because they're such head cases. But, you know, going from winning 3-0 out of the velodrome to, to losing to Mess and conceding three is not great. But um, I just, yeah, you know, the previous match, we were tuning up and conceded two in the last 10 minutes against Montpellier. I think we've lost seven points from goals conceded after the 90th minute this season so however horrific we've been and we've been horrific um it's so frustrating that it comes down to little things like that as i said even just that montpellier match last week you know put two more points that puts a hell of a lot more pressure on saint etienne and changes things a lot so it's annoying because as we showed against Lyon, there are players there who when they want to can can do some special things, but um, just yeah, the whole club's been very unsettled all season. It hasn't been good enough, and and you know if we did survive, I, I can't say that we deserve it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. I suppose it's all about momentum now. And the one thing you would say is we'll come on to Bordeaux. They lost. I mean, well, they didn't lose. They absolutely shut the bed. Um, anyone that can see four to Angers is, is is probably going down, and that's exactly what Bordeaux did. Uh, another goal for uh, Young Cho, who's going to be on the list of uh, departures, you would imagine, if the right money comes in. But um, yeah, four four one loss for Bordeaux. That's, I guess, what you would look at from Metz's point of view. They're now playing on Jer, who are basically safe. I think they are. Are they? In fact, they are mathematically safe now, aren't they? Yeah, uh, six points, seven points. Well, Satetiang could still. Oh, actually, yeah, of course. Three, sorry, but I think game in hand. Extremely unlikely. Yeah, yeah. So unless and letting go three points. And certainly goal difference-wise, it's like 20 goals in it. So they yeah. need to... just just the 20, in fact, yeah, 32 minus uh, minus 12. But um are we are we condemning Bordeaux at this point? I mean, it, as I say, I I I would not let my uh, my Angers flag down. I was convinced they were still in trouble, but I wasn't banking on the fact that they still had to play Bordeaux, which is essentially a gimme. I mean, it's just a mess, isn't it? I've said it all season, but are we willing to sort of say now that that's them cooked? I just can't see where on earth they're going to get. They've got two games left. Yes, the but be- I mean, the, the best they can hope for is the playoff place. They can't. They still. Yeah. They can't even. They can't entirely save themselves anyway. No. Um, and they have Lorient away um, this weekend, so of course, you know that will have inevitably mean that they'll have an opportunity to pick up points, but. I, yeah, I, I, th- I think they're gone. At home, sorry, I do apologise. Yeah, they're playing Lorient at home. They finish away at Brest. But yeah, I, I'm with you. If they do go, um, just a sort of question here. I, I was looking at looking around European football this weekend and Schalke have just been promoted from Bundesliga 2 back to Bundesliga. Would would this be sort of up there with that kind of level of club? Schalke are the, I think they're the fourth biggest club in Germany. Um, Bordeaux are we've said a number of times on this pod, they are a massive club. They just are historically. Would would it be up there with the likes of a Schalke to be in the second division or a, you know, a Nottingham Forest in the championship in England? It is right up there, isn't it? To be this slow down, to be in League 2. 
it's it's a massive fall from grace, isn't it? Really, if they do go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's not ridiculous amount of time since they were in the second division, but I think last time was more for financial irregularities than sort of just based on on football. Um, so. Yeah, it, it would be a huge thing. And Saint-Étienne as well, even though it's more recent that they've been in the in the second tier. You know, to be... Dare I say it, despite the last sort of 20 years of yo-yoing, even Mess, you know, with all due respect to Lorient, Clermont, Trois, Angers, um, you know, Mess have got a big heritage of being a... Uh, for a long time a stalwart league club and and you know all three of those clubs at the bottom there is is a little bit incongruous but yeah Bordeaux probably more than the other two although Saint-Étienne have got you know more titles and, and a little bit more of a heritage I think in recent years Bordeaux you'd have to say the the, the bigger club of the two or the more successful club of the two and and to see you know almost certainly at least one of those two go down is is a shocker the two for the two to go down together would would yeah would be really seismic mm. yeah I, I yeah I do. it's just it's just weird like just look at a club of that size and you just think how on earth they've been as bad as they are we mentioned that's an Etienne game with with nice um let's hypothetically say they get nothing from that where where's your thoughts on them i, mean, I, I said it is hypothetical but with the with that game in mind their their final two games after they've played Nice and say tomorrow they play at home to Rouse and away at Nantes. Two arguably winnable games there. Is that, I mean, if we're writing off Bordeaux, are we saying Sanetian have, have still got a fighter's chance? I mean, they are technically three three points clear in that playoff spot. Lorient are three points ahead, but depending upon what happens at the weekend, yeah, they could save themselves and then Sanetian would be in that playoff spot regardless. Where do you anticipate seeing them finish team-wise at the moment? I'm just looking at Lorient's matches. I mean, away to Bordeaux, still, I mean, you keep saying it, isn't straightforward. You still think surely at some point they'll show a little bit of fight, which obviously they did against bloody mess, but no one else. Um, so, you know, that, that's not entirely straightforward. And then the last match... Obviously, we've seen Trois in really good form, especially if they keep getting penalties. I think they've had four in the last two matches. Um, but logging out at home to Trois, I mean, that that should be straightforward, I think. So, yeah, I think Nice need to be looking at a good seven points in the last three games to, to have a chance. Um, but I can see them doing that. As I said, I think... Um, you know, Nice could be distracted, although I think there'll be a reaction. So I'm, I don't think they'll get anything in midweek. But at home to Haas, with the crowd behind them, they definitely should be winning that. And then it really depends what kind of non-turn up. You know, if they're using that match to sort of show off the trophy, maybe they'll be up for it. But I can't really see it. I think, you know, a lot of players will be on the beach. Others will already be thinking about big transfers. So I can see Saint-Étienne winning their last two matches. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a little bit um, worrying, I think is the word I'm going to use as, as Laura follower myself. But yeah, I, just, I don't know. I, I, can't, I will be cheering on Nice, of course, tomorrow just because I'd like to put a bit of distance between them. But those other two fixtures are a little bit dicey. I mean, that said, I still think Saint-Étienne will finish third bottom because I think Lorient will get, get enough. And, um, yeah. The, even the Bordeaux game, I mean, you know, you, you, 
in an ideal world, you'd like to think that they go to Bordeaux and get something, you know, draw or a win, and then there's nothing riding on the final game. But with Toir's point, it, it, unlikely point, I think it's fair to say at Parc de France, they are now um, safe again. A fact they're, they're safe regardless, aren't they now? 37 points, as, are, as indeed are Clermont, which a couple of weeks ago we probably wouldn't have said so. Um, again, well, Saint-Etienne could still catch Clermont, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I keep forgetting there's the extra game, isn't there? I Maybe I shouldn't Maybe I shouldn't count them out just yet, but I mean, in theory, they could catch Claremont as well. But... Yeah, it, yeah, Claremont are probably the ones that they'll be looking at. Maybe, maybe... Claremont haven't Claremont have got a tough last two matches. Yeah, aren't they? Um, isn't well, it? Uh... Well, they're away yeah. to Strasbourg, then they're at home to Lyon. To Lyon, yeah, think. yeah, that's yeah. The Strasbourg one is is a tough. So maybe I shouldn't say Claremont and Trois completely safe because they're they're technically not. But um, basically, unless Saint Etienne win at Nice. Then, uh, then they should be all right. So we shall see what, what happens with them. And, and as we said, as for L'Oreal, uh, yeah, three 0 defeat at home to Marseille at the weekend wasn't particularly great. They weren't particularly great. Um, it, it was just not a great day, really. And you, you had that sort of feeling like they started all right, and then as soon as Marseille scored, that was it, game over. And then it felt a bit like they were kind of looking at it, thinking, well, let's let's look at Bordeaux and Troyes. Let's not worry too much about things. So, um, yeah, we shall see. And uh, When you've got Dieng not tripping over his own feet and scoring good goals, then you know it's not your day. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and yet another goalkeeping error in that game. But I'm just going to move on from that anyway. Uh, let's have a look at the chase for Europe then. Um, what are we thinking with that? Because Marseille... Uh, obviously, with that win at Lorient, they extend their grip on second place back to three points. Monaco having won at uh, Lille on the Friday night. Um, interesting stat, actually, about that game, which um, I have to give uh, Mr Virgo some credit for this one because he was he was doing this in his research for the game, but he was saying that apparently Lille have only taken eight points from 33 against sides in the bottom 11 this season. Isn't that nuts? I mean, I, I suppose I shouldn't be that surprised with with what's gone on with Gourmet's um, up and down spell, but um, very good win that for Monaco. Two sure many goals. Um, the second one in particular was a, a very clean strike to get the points on Friday night. Means that Monaco are three points back on Marseille, exactly the same goal difference. Interestingly, plus twenty three for both. Where do you see that? Do you, who do you see finishing second now? And should we be ruling out Ren at this point? Because obviously they've got that game with Nantes. So if they were to win that, then we really have got a button fight because their goal difference is hugely up on the other two. So who's your money on, I guess, for that that third second spot? Sorry. I think the the sort of three point head start that Marseille have got is is big because they've got a tough run in. They've got they've got um, what is it? I think away to Strasbourg. Yeah, they got Ren. No, the Ren. next match is huge. They're away to Ren. Sorry, and that's then the game, isn't it? To, then they're home yeah. to Strasbourg. So, even Strasbourg, you know, they've still got a hell of a lot to play for there. So, I can certainly see Marseille losing to Ren and and potentially, you know, not getting anything against Strasbourg either. So, but I th- I think they've got enough to certainly secure second or third. Um. Although, as you said, if Ren, if Ren win in midweek, that makes everything look very different. It's really hard to say. I mean, that Ren Marseille is absolutely massive. And you have to think that, um, you know, if Marseille win that, then obviously that, that probably pushes Ren out of the equation. Mm. Um, 
again, like you know, like I said about Bordeaux, as bad as they have been, you don't really want to be away to the last match of the season, with, you know, wanting to try to at least finish the season on a high. They are still a decent team on their day. Um, so I'm kind of sitting on the fence here. Um, Monaco have got, I guess, in theory, the easier running compared to Marseille, but away to Lens last match is not at all straightforward either. And Lens could still have something to play for. I'm not, you know, I think they've won eight in a row now, but I, I can't see, I'm not sure that any of those clubs are going to sort of win all their remaining matches. No. I, I I sort of feel like that that Ren Marseille game is just so it's so big for so many different reasons because let's just say they draw that game and and Monaco pick up all three points as, against Brest as you say then suddenly that puts what that put Marseille to sixty eight um, let's say Ren win tomorrow night that will put them to sixty six if yeah if Monaco win that puts them up to 68. It's only a point in it. And then it does come down to, we kind of want a final day shootout, don't we? That's kind of what we're looking for here. But um, yeah, that, that game is just so big. So, so big. I think it's on the Saturday, isn't it? The Saturday evening game? Yeah. Eight o'clock. So yeah, well, the last I guess. matches are all at the same time, I think. Oh, of course they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Eight o'clock. Yeah, we haven't got any, um, any uh, uh, sort of early evening games now. We keep forgetting these things. So no yeah. On Sunday night. That will be very interesting. That will be very, very interesting. So, um, yeah, Ren Marseille, one to keep an eye on of the fixtures this weekend. Uh, in terms of the, the chase for other other European spots, um, again, we've got to take into consideration that Nice have that game in hand, um, which if they were to beat St Etienne, um, let's not forget that they need the points as much as St Etienne do. They would go up to 63 points, which would take them back into fourth. Um, who are we back in here? I, I think I think I've managed to work this out now that now Nantes have won the Coupe de France, they're they're into Europe. It's third goes into the Europa League, fourth goes into the Europa League qualifiers, and fifth goes into the Europa Conference. I think that's how it stands. That's that's my understanding now. So uh Strasbourg, Nice, maybe Lens. I mean, they are still technically in it. See, I, I think Nice have got to be looking at getting nine points in their last three games. Yeah, I, I know it's not straightforward at all, but you know, home to Saint Etienne, home to Lille, away to Reims. You know, okay, away to Reims is not straightforward, but if you're aiming for you know Champions League, Europa League at worst, then in a one-match shootout, then you should be winning that. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I, I can't keep up with how many places go to what, when. But <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? Strasbourg, as we said, away to Marseille last match is going to be tough. And Lens, what was it, Monaco last match is, is tough. So yeah, I feel like you know, there's definitely still a lot to play for for Nice there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, hugely so. And, and and the thing is as well, is if they, I guess it, it's that sort of Man City syndrome, isn't it? Like they lost that big European tie last week and never said, oh, can they bounce back and they go and hump Newcastle at the weekend? So I guess Nice have got to look at it from that point of view. They've had this massive setback. If they go and win against an Etienne tomorrow night um, and go back to 63 points, momentum is also with them in terms of, those last two games so yeah it's, it's a huge game for them and I, the 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 um uh what's the word the romantic in me wants to see Strasbourg in Europe I just think it would be rich reward for 
for the job <laughs> Stefan's done this season. The mess um, man in me doesn't. No, I can imagine. I was going to say Lance is probably exactly the same for you as well. But I feel like, you know, in an ideal world, it would be those two that would get in. But obviously, they, we can only get one of those in at, at max. So, yeah, it, it's been um, it's been an, an amazing season for both Strasbourg and Lance regardless. And, and now Leon, of course, are officially out of European race um, in terms of um, qualification from the league. So, yeah, not, it was, not a, um, I think Lecky had a story this week that um, Lyon players have been told that that um, Bosch isn't going anywhere, which is interesting. I don't I know. I find that very hard to understand how on earth. I mean, I just can't. Unless they're going to reshape the squad. I mean, and very briefly, because we, I mean, we don't want to go into this for too much depth, but we've been over it before. But that Lyon squad, if there was ever a squad that needs tearing apart, it, it's that one. And I know they've got so many good young players coming through and that they've got a new deal for Kakare, I think was announced last week. Mm-hmm. They won the plus. Gombardella as well, by the way. They really? Okay. So, I mean, there's a, I think, I think the future of my, the future of, of Leon is, is never in question because they always produce these players. And uh, if you look at um, uh, Costello, the centre-back, oh, I forgot his surname, he reverses his name. Thank you. Um, he, he could be, you know, arguably there for the next 10 years. He's, he's a solid player. Lopez, you know, he has his moments, but he's a pretty solid goalkeeper. Aside from that, and, and the younger players, the Barcolas and the Kakarais, there's so many players in that Leon squad that can be sold, isn't it? Malagusta, of course, is another one that, that they would look to keep, but there's just so much fodder in that team now, isn't there, really, that, that could go? And I don't, I, mean, quite... I don't know. I mean... I guess it all depends on your view of players like Alwar and Light and Dombele and, you know, are they worth mm. sticking with because they're good players or are they not because of their attitude? It's different. And, you know, if they've got a bad attitude, are Leon bad because of their attitude? Is their attitude bad because of Leon? Mm. How much of it is the coach's fault? Is the fact that this keeps happening? Does it show that it's, you know, it's a bigger problem than whoever's in charge? I don't yeah. know, but, you, you know, you look at the, Toko Kambi has got his critics, but I think he scored a dozen goals this season. Dembele, he's got 19 goals. I think it's his best return, actually, in, in sort of any league. Yeah, he's found, um, the, found the pre-injury form back, hasn't he? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, Paqueta, we haven't spoken about UNFP nominations, and it's debatable whether he deserves to be nominated for, for Player of the Year across the whole season. But certainly the first two, three months of the season, he probably would have been my pick. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's some, as you said, lukeba has been a real breakout. So there are some decent players there and there are some players that have had a very good season. So uh, I don't know with whom the fault lies. I always think it's a little bit easy to just always blame the, the coach mm. when it seems, you know, it's like PSG. There seems to be more endemic problems in there. Mm. It's just, I uh, just uh, weirdly on the you just you expect so much more, I guess, don't you? And that that's the the fall that they've had is just it, you look at what's happened and the ups and downs they've had. You just expect so much more, but yeah, I guess we'll just see think how how well our would be doing if he'd gone to Arsenal. Well, hmm, interesting on that one, isn't it? Yeah, I, he probably would have got games. I wouldn't say that much, but uh, yeah, I think that ship has probably sailed now. I will fully expect to see him in a Newcastle shirt next season. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's, but, oh, that's another thing isn't it I mean they did for whatever reason they got rid of a very good midfielder halfway through the year as well that's, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, that's yeah. not Bosch's fault no true and and Thiago Mendes I didn't realise he's 30 
he, he's you know he's shown glimpses of being the player we thought he could be, but he's definitely a downgrade on on, on what what was before. So yeah, Gumarash certainly done a good job since he's come in at Newcastle. So yeah, um, interesting, interesting. Well, that's um, definitely leaves us in a good spot to to kind of end off this week. Just before we do go, um, I will just bring our listeners up to speed what's happening in League Two because we haven't done that for a long time. Um, we have Toulouse back. They are officially champions of League Two. They are coming back to Liga next season. Um, they won the, the, uh, 79 points. They've got one game to go, but they are uh, seven points clear of um, uh, Ajaxio, who are looking to secure automatic uh, return to league on themselves this weekend. They have 72 points and are one point clear of Osea, who are the only, to- who are the only club who can catch them in second position. Um, the fixtures of the weekend, by the way, Ajaxio play to lose. So, I mean, there could be some almighty shithousery there, couldn't there, in theory. If Toulouse really can't be asked, then Ajaxio uh, could seal their return to the top flight. Uh, whereas Osea, uh, if they are to catch them, are playing. Oh, I can't find them in the table. They're at home to Amiens, um, who themselves are Amiens are down in 13th. So nothing really to play for at all for them. So Osea will be looking to win and hoping that results uh, goes against Jaxio. Um, I, Carrier, I would up. love to see a Corsican club in Liga. I know it gives lots of scope for, you know, things you supposedly don't want to see on a football pitch or in a football ground, but it's equally everyone wants to see. But I think it adds a lot of colour and story to it. And yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, but at the same fine. time, um, you know, talk about Bordeaux and Saint-Étienne going down. Yeah. Um, although they don't have exactly the same kind of tradition because of their sort of where they came from and all that. You know, it would be lovely to see Ozair back in back in the top division. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And and there's another part of my heartstrings that would quite like to see Sosho back as well. Well, Just... Sosho, yeah, I mean, another great club, Paris yeah. FC. It would be great to see uh, P- uh, Paris, Paris Derby. Derby. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of stories still yet to be written in, in Liga, but yeah, I mean, I think anyone coming up. To be fair, it's, it's nice to see Toulouse back. I mean, you know, they they uh, they went down obviously, and and to rebuild and come straight back is is pretty impressive. I, I guess, as you say, any of those teams that are going to come up is going to be somebody different. But yeah, Jaxio, let's not forget they were really entertaining, weren't they? Last time they were in Liga, was it three years ago now? I think it was. Was it two years ago? Time flies by, but they were an entertaining side at, at their time. And as you say, seeing the likes of Sosho or Osea back would be certainly clutching on the heartstrings and then Perry would just be a refresh. So if anyone who doesn't know, by the way, teams finishing in fourth and fifth will play each other. And then the winner of that tie will play off in a, a final playoff game uh, of the team that finishes third. So in other words, Perry FC and um, Sosho will be playing off because they can't catch Osea. So the winner of that team of that tie will then play either Osea or Ajaxio, depending on who gets the automatic qualification spot. So we will let you know. Um, down the bottom, by the way, um, sad, sad state of affairs for Nancy, who have gone. Uh, they are relegated bottom of the table. Uh, Dunkirk have also gone. 31 points, they cannot make it into the um, playoff spot. Uh, Crivelli Roam will potentially uh, can save themselves, but they would have to score, I believe it's seven goals in order to catch Rode. And I don't think they're going to do that. So I think it's fair to say that they are going to be in the playoff spot. 
going down. But yeah, quite the fall from grace for Nancy, isn't it? I didn't realise it was quite as bad as it was until a few weeks back when I checked the tables. But yeah, this is a club. When did Nancy go down? Again, three years ago, I think it was. Um, that's, that's a real, real fall from grace for them. So, um, but yeah, other than that, a couple of other big clubs down there. Uh, I'll be honest, you said 13th, Bastia 15th, and their uh, return to, uh, or trying to return to the top flight. Uh, Neem finished, not finishing in ninth by the looks of things. Love, Khan, Gangon, all missing out. So yeah, some big clubs in league next season uh, and all change potentially moving forwards. So yeah, congratulations to Toulouse. They're coming back and uh, next week we will hopefully be able to tell you who will be joining them. Well, we will be able to tell you who's joining the second and who the So playoffs. if I remember rightly, next from next season, there's going to be... I can't remember how many go up and down, but isn't it four? It's, it's in gonna... order to have eighteen in the the year after. So yeah, I think I think it. I think next year is it three down and one playoff place. I think I think they're relegating four down. I that think sounds that's... right. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's eight. They want it. They want it to be eighteen clubs, don't they, in Liga? So that would require four to go. So yeah, um, all change uh, doesn't bode well for Lauren unless they get their finger out in the summer. Well, but, if it's you know... four to go then presumably they wouldn't necessarily have oh unless they promote ball yeah unless they bring another one up potentially well i'll try and check in on that i do i do remember reading somewhere that they wanted 18 18 clubs in, in league next season so yeah interesting to see how they're going to work that but um yeah change of foot change of foot and, uh, yeah it's not i mean it's not quite i still maintain the championship is more interesting than the premier league and it's not quite that, but yeah, you look at the names that could be in league done last year, next year, mm. and there's there's a lot of big names. Yeah, 100%, yeah, especially if if the likes of uh, of Bordeaux and Saint Etienne do go, um, yeah, it'll be quite the bum fight to to come back up. So, yeah, could be interesting. Um, right, we will leave it there then. Um, you did mention about the awards. I think I'm going to keep our powder dry on that one until maybe the end of the season when we've got nothing to talk about or when the everything's done and dusted because I know you've got a, a few that you're certainly not in agreement with and, and I would have to agree with you on those so we will cover not, those. it wasn't yeah nothing stood out as much as maybe previous years but maybe a certain Donna Donnarumma is one of the goalkeepers in the season is an absolute joke I mean he's not you know it's like the thing about when John Lennon was asked if Ringo Starr was the best be- best drummer in the world, and John Lennon said, "I'm not even sure he's the best drummer in the Beatles." Beatles, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I, I do think that that particular award was a little bit, um, little bit interesting. But yeah, we we may not win it, of course, but the nomination itself is a little bit questionable. But hey ho, uh, right. Well, we'll keep up out of drive for that. Um, thank you as always for for tuning in. Um, you can reach us on the Twitter feed. It, it is checked. Uh, or at least once a week these days. So we'll probably try and get on that a bit more next season. But time is what it is. But uh, yeah, if you have got any questions or if there's anything you want to get on the pods, uh, either tweet myself or Jez or Phil directly. It's probably the easiest way to do it. Or the pod account, we'll have a look through. Uh, But we'll be back next week. Um, As is always the case, can't say for sure that it'll be Monday or Tuesday, but we'll be back at some point to cover the week's games. Don't forget those two big games to catch up on midweek. I both play tomorrow. I think you'll be able to catch those in the UK if you so choose to do so. And then don't forget again, as Jez mentioned earlier on, all games kick off at 8pm on Saturday uh, evening. I didn't actually run over the fixtures. I will really quickly do that. Bordeaux, Lorient, uh, Lyon, Nantes, Metz, Angers, Monaco, Brest, Montpellier, PSG, Nice, Lille, 
Rennes, Marseille, that's the big one. St Etienne, Rams, Strasbourg, Clermont and Troyes, Lens. So they all kick off at 8pm UK time on Saturday. So uh, that'll do us for this week. Uh, Jess, thank you very much for uh, for holding the fort uh, as a twosome rather than a threesome this week. Uh, hopefully Phil will be back with us next week. So yeah, thank you for your time and uh, good luck in Metz's uh, un- well, unthinkable escape plan. Good evening when I see it. <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, you know, Brighton smashed Man United and Metz beat Lyon and... France, the world champions. I've basically completed football. I'm just giving up now. It's all done. Yeah, just just turn it off and and just forget it. Just forget anything else. That's that's all good. It's all done. <laughs> good stuff. Right. Uh, well, thank you again. Much appreciated. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we will speak to you very soon. And remember, eight pm Saturday. Enjoy your French football. <laughs>